So you got a whole uh, alpha team now, don't you? But you, but you have a wealth of knowledge that is beneficial to a lot of people, and it we can move the needle. How often do you hear a hunting podcast? We talked about this. People relate to this. Welcome to Kafaru Cast, everyone. Uh, I've been gone for a while, so I apologize. I think Jerry's been able to keep up. We had enough in the hopper, but uh, I apologize for not getting more podcasts out. But I just got back from uh, guiding down uh, in Texas with Scotty and uh, Barnwell and Mike Hearn, and uh, super good time. But we had actually scheduled this podcast before I had left, and uh, kind of a unique podcast because Logan with Alpine Ranch is actually here. Uh, he drove over from Idaho. Alpine Ranch is a freeze-dried backpacking food, uh, something that I, uh, you guys are a newer company, so something I had recently tried, and I generally would not do this, but it tasted so good, and the caloric, uh, the, the, the amount of calories per ounce uh, is pretty amazing, pretty healthy, and so, yeah, he was willing to drive over, so I appreciate it. It's uh, Logan, and how do you pronounce your last name? Uh, it's Taves. Taves. Um, so, yeah, tell everybody a little bit about the company and yourself. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, Logan Taves, um, live in Boise, Idaho, and uh, our company is Alpine Ranch. We're based out of Emmett, so just about 30 minutes northwest of uh, where I live. But um, yeah, we uh, we just launched in October. We make freeze-dried meals. Um, we use awesome ingredients, um, organic. You know, all our produce is organic. Uh, we use bison. We use pastured pork. And uh you know, we really focus on high protein, um, high calories per ounce, and uh, you know, people have been really liking it so far. Yeah, I uh, I was surprised because when you when you had first sent it, I hadn't I didn't have any um, like backpacking trips or whatever, so it was. Um, I don't want. I'm not bashing any other freeze dried food companies when I say this, other than just fact. Um, there's generally some negative sides to it. Mostly, you know, the uh, flow, I guess you could say, can screw up people. And uh, it's no different than anything. Um, you know, food, uh, <laughs> I just can't eat them, right? I'm getting tired of them. And so I actually, Amy was gone. I didn't want to make uh, dinner. So I just did one of the meals. And then I think somewhere in the middle there, we actually had done a video, which actually we'll post it probably the same time. I had just talked about it. It was a quick video, uh, talked a little bit about, you know, different options for, you know, dehydrating, uh, your own meals, um, you know, and in comparison to you know, getting like a mountain house or peak or whatever, some of the other companies that it's hard to get the caloric intake without a lot of negative sides and have good taste and not get plugged up. Like you kind of make jokes with, we used to MREs, um, your poops, red or green freeze dried's no different. It can generally, in my case, plug me up pretty bad. My hands will swell up. And so when I had tried yours, uh, I tried the breakfast scramble, I think is what you call it first. Uh -huh. Um, which that has to be a big seller. It was really good. Um, and I'm like, Oh shit, <laughs> these are actually better than, you know, what other, other companies I've tried. And then when I looked at the, um, the bison, uh, well, so I wasn't paying attention. I thought I said bison bologna. My wife was making fun of me and I don't like bologna, but I, I tried one and, uh, then I figured out it's bolognese. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, you it? got it. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, 
but it was the caloric intake was like it, it was 800 calorie or 800 calories and change and so you were pushing 130 calories per ounce i think uh well no we try to stay within between 170 and 180 um yeah high super high yeah yeah, super high um that was one of our goals was to you know make sure we were on the high end of the spectrum i mean it's for backpacking it's for you know backpack hunting um and uh you know everyone's trying to count ounces and um we felt like we could you know we could really bump up the, the calorie count um it's 900 calories for the the bison bolognese, so I don't get made fun of by my wife anymore. Um, <laughs> and then what's the, I'm trying to figure out the total weight, but what is what is that weight? So the dinners are five ounces, and then the breakfast, uh, the scramble is four. Yeah. Um, although a lot of people are eating that for dinner, so I don't know if we'll release a five ounce in the future. But yeah, currently the the uh the dinners are five ounces yeah so a super high caloric intake which was good and then the the taste obviously was a big one but you know i had looked at so i've done um the dehydrator thing before you know um which it it works and you can kind of modify your own meal if needed um it's a little bit of a pain in the butt they do go bad so you know i went to trying to stay away when you're in the field as much as I am, you know, I'm consuming quite a bit of that stuff. And so I did like the, uh, the brown rice pasta thing for a while. Um, all of it kind of works, but it doesn't taste great. I would say where I had the bison fajita, which one that, what's that one called? Bison fajita. Avocado. Uh, with avocado rice. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, even my wife liked that at home. Like I cooked that for dinner the other night and, uh, she, she really liked it. So, how much of a pain in the ass was all of this? Because like, I've only, I can only imagine as far as, was it worse than you thought it was when you got started getting the business going and the equipment and all that or? Yeah. I mean, we, we knew it was an undertaking. Um, this is our first food business. So obviously there's challenges that come with that. Um, and, uh, you know, initially we thought, well, we're going to start small and we'll get, you know, you know, so maybe five freeze dryers and we'll cook out of a commissary kitchen. And we started talking to the FDA and we started talking to the health department and uh, the requirements for, I mean, basically what it came down to is we had to have a full commercial kitchen with our freeze drying facility. We couldn't kind of have just a freeze drying facility and, and, you know, move the food back and forth. So we ended up having to kind of go all in and uh, build a big commercial kitchen. And, uh, you know, then we, got into that. I mean, it was, you know, it was, it was a lot trying to get, navigate those waters. We hired a lady who, uh, works at the university of Idaho and she's been, she's been awesome. Uh, just walking us through, um, facility requirements and, uh, you know, things we needed from, from a health department standpoint, uh, just making sure everything was, was above board. And, uh, you know, so we, it, it worked out good, but, uh, yeah, definitely, Definitely a lot of work. Definitely a lot of red tape. Yeah, I can only um, imagine. And I, you know, I look at, um, you, you know, for for me, and and I get it because your meals are a, a dollar or two more than uh, a couple of your competitors. And you know, for me, it it um, like there's certain things in life that are like really important. So like uh, footwear is important. Uh, optics, backpacks, like shit that's I'm using every day. 
And then people overlook food a lot. And so, you know, on the nutritional side of things, uh, for me, you know, I don't mind spending the money because, I mean, you look at it and, and I get it. Right. But if you go out to dinner, uh, you're going to be at 20 bucks. Right. At a minimum, you know, and if you go to someplace nice, much more than that. And so, uh, you know, so I think your meals are right around eighteen dollars. So for me, eighteen dollars for a dinner for a seven day trip is not I'm not really like jerking a knee over that the way I look at it, because, you know, it's all natural healthy and above and beyond, it tastes really good. And I think, and I didn't look at all of them, I think it's the highest calorie per ounce dinner um, or meals I've found. When you look at that, I always tell people 100 calories per ounce is what you want anytime you're packing food or more. And you're pushing, you said 170 to 180. So you're getting a lot more bang for the buck. Um, And I don't want to say... I've done this before and somebody's looked hard enough and found, oh no, this one's actually high, but yours is the highest calorie per ounce that I've found. So it's a big bonus for all, on all, all spectrums. So. Yeah. I mean, that was, that was a big focus. I mean, I think you could probably pick and choose uh, a meal here or there from some of our competitors and, um, and, uh, and get up in that high calorie range. But we try to stay with that with all of our meals. I think our lowest is like 162. And that's the, the avocado rice, uh, just cause there's no, there's no dairy in that one. Um, so dairy helps kind of bump the, bump the caloric count up, uh, pretty substantially. You've got a couple, you have three meals that are dairy free. Is that what it, uh, uh let's, let's, we've got, so the jambalaya, uh, is dairy free and that's gluten free. Um, the bison fajita with avocado rice doesn't have dairy. The other three do the other current Three, which is the bolognese, um, the breakfast scramble, and the chili verde with fiesta rice. All those do have dairy, um, but um, but four out of the five, just the bolognese has pasta, but all the other four are gluten free too. That's what is gluten free, and I don't really on my I don't have whatever they call that celiac or or whatever, so I don't I don't stress. I know because uh, Anders does, and he was asking about that yesterday. So, but what, what, uh, I guess I should have asked what, what all meals do you offer? Um, and are you adding anything new at any time? Yeah. So we've got, um, you know, we have a bison bolognese, which is a, you know, it's a, it's a marinara sauce with a, with a meat sauce on top. Essentially. Um, we have our jambalaya that's with wild caught shrimp. Um, that's pretty traditional jambalaya, a little bit spicy, but not, not too much. Um, we have a chili verde with, we call it fiesta rice. It's basically rice with uh, a bunch of good stuff in it. So it's not just, uh, you know, plain white rice or whatever. Um, and then we have our breakfast scramble. That's got three types of meat, uh, ham, sausage, and bacon. And, uh, and, uh, I think that, is that, did I say all five or did I only, did I, I don't know. I was actually <laughs> reading the ingredients of some of them because you, you have the jambalayas, uh, bison bolognese. Oh, it's the and the fajita. So we got yeah. the bison fajita with avocado, avocado. rice. Yeah, yeah that, and that's the one I had last, and that one's like super good. So, um, can it, before we move on to what you did before uh, this, hop on the website. That's the easiest way to to grab them. It is. Yeah, yeah. It's all direct consumer. So just hop on and. And in order, we're not found in any stores or anything. It's all, uh, it'll all come straight from us. 
Gotcha. So, uh, you probably didn't, you know, when you're a kid, like, what do you want to do when you grow up? You probably didn't, um, say, Hey, I want to, uh, sell freeze dried food. What'd you do before, before moving into this? No. Yeah. I was building custom homes and that's what I thought I wanted to do forever. Um, but, uh, you know, we kind of fell into this and, um, you know, I was looking for a change. Um, I'd had my company for over 10 years and been in the industry for like, yeah, almost 16, 17 years. So, um, was looking to get into something I was more passionate about. And, uh, and we just, you know, we started making these meals and really, I, I got to say full disclosure, my business partner, John, um, is really the mastermind behind all these recipes. He's spent, I mean, hundreds of renditions. <laughs> he'd make, you know, he'd make something, he'd send it, you know, he'd get it to me to try. And I'd always tell him, you know, usually it was, I needs more sauce, you know, for whatever reason, when, when you freeze dry food, uh, you, uh, you, you need a lot of sauce. I don't know when it rehydrates. Um, it can tend to be dry. So, but ours are not. No, no, they're not. So, so on the custom home side of things, um, the, I'm assuming if, you know, you owned your own business for 10, so probably what, six, seven years you worked, um, I would, would imagine whatever, did you work under a superintendent or were you a, were you a carpenter or, or what? And then transitioned over? Or? Yeah. So I actually, I started, um, I had an ex-girlfriend um, in my early 20s who uh, her uncle was a GC and I'm, I've got a bunch of family out in New Mexico and they're all in construction. That's something I always wanted to do, but didn't really know how to break into it. And so he uh, he hired me. I was sleeping floors for about a month and then I started running jobs for him about a month or two later. After that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, that's funny. So on the construction side of things, obviously we talked some yesterday, you know, but same I, construction as well. And uh, was that something since you've been doing this um, as your, what, what, did you get a, I, I had a lot of people get a hold once construction had, cause there was like a big, what I always call it the depression of 08, but like, you right. know, huge downturn and, and did not go well for a lot of construction companies. But then when it started booming again, there was a, they were having trouble finding not just labor, but project managers, estimators, things like that. Did you, uh, did you have people get a hold of you for the initial year or so or the first six months after stopping or? Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, I'd been self-employed for a long time, so yeah. I still had people reaching out yeah. wanting me to bid jobs. Um, of course. So I just turn them on to some, some buddies I have in the industry that, you know, are still doing it. And, uh, but I mean, I'm not going to lie. It's kind of a good feeling knowing I, I didn't have to go back to, yeah to building <laughs> more or less stress with the uh, Alpine ranch. That's uh, a different stress, yeah. <laughs> but it's not. I don't have. I don't have homeowners texting me at ten o'clock at night every day, so that's nice. Yeah, and if you were doing customs, were they moderate or holy shit custom homes? Uh, some of them are pretty wild. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it was it was it ran the gamut. You know, everything yeah. from kitchen remodels to up to you know full ground up new yeah. builds. Yeah, yeah, and it's weird. Um, you know, because like where you were building, um get the same kind of thing like Colorado, you, you get, um, I wouldn't say more money than cents, but some pretty extravagant, you know, I did the glass and Euro shower doors and things like that. So I, I've built some, uh, some wine cellars that I oh yeah w was like, like I, I remember putting in, um, three quarter inch tempered glass with about 5 million holes in it for the wine to sit at an angle so you could look through it. And, uh, 
just getting it to that portion of the building was a night because you you know you're going through a multi million dollar home trying not to fuck that up to get to the basement to build their their wine cellar right and then right. you're looking and then usually they're very proud of their wine I've I've found out so they're like I don't drink wine I think you said you you're more of a wine connoisseur like my wife um, yeah I enjoy it yeah. I don't know shit about wine and there I'm pretending like I am this big, you know, knuckle dragging muscle head. And he's telling me about this wine. And when we were down there, the dude, like the one guy was super cool. He asked if we would stock it, he would pay us. And I was like, yeah, man, cool. You know, I ran the shop. I'm like, yeah, we'll help you out or whatever. And he was like, yeah, I'll just give you a big, you know, tip or whatever, which was much bigger than we expected. But as we're loading it, there's like an order and dates, um, and shit like, and he was, I mean, it was an, it was an event. Um, I don't know what that, the amount of wine, I mean, it was several hundred thousand dollars in wine. And I don't know what the total amount was he spent on that job. I can't remember, but he also had like uh, pressure, like water jet cut uh, one inch tempered sinks. Um, like it was insane. Like it was crazy what he did. But I mean, obviously, whatever. But that that literally was um, uh, the type of house that you would find in, you know, in, in magazines or whatever. And right. It was crazy. I mean, and it was like 5,700 square foot without the wine cellar. So fairly decent size. But yeah. What was the biggest project you, you did like off the top of your head? Maybe not dollar amount, but like biggest pain in the ass and square footage. Uh, biggest square footage I think was around 12. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, big. Yeah. <laughs> a pretty big house. Yeah. I think the biggest, the biggest pain job though was a house we built up on a mountain and uh super modern, it had like uh, you know cantilevered beams. Like one of the the corner of the family room, we had a there was a 16 foot window on one side and a 12 foot window on the other side, and it was just mitered glass yeah. on the corner. Um, and uh, you know it was just uh, it, just everything in that house was was uh, was difficult. Yeah. So did you have trouble uh, labor wise where you were at? Um, or competent help labor sometimes? You know, I had a great network of subs that yeah. I've been using for a long time. Um, and, uh, so I know they had, they had issues, but I gave those guys a lot of work and they, they always took care of you. Yeah. Always took care of me. I <laughs> did no complaints there. So. Yeah, no, that's good. Um, so with that, how much, um, when you were doing the, you know, the, the custom homes hunting wise, were you able to get out much? I know obviously moving to Idaho, I'm sure that, you know, whatever, um, maybe able to hunt more once you got there, but were you able to get out much? Yeah. Decent amount. Um, you know, it was, uh, you know, with kids and stuff like that, it was always a challenge, but being, being, a, I mean, working in construction, especially, um, you know, owning my own company, it was always easy. You know, if I want to take off on a Friday or, if, you know, I need to leave town for a week or whatever, it was always pretty, uh, pretty straightforward there. So that was, that was definitely nice. Um, yeah. You know, that was one of the pros of, uh, of owning your own business for sure. And then how long have you been in, in Idaho now? Um, let's see, a little over three and a half years now. Yeah. So, um, we had a decent amount of time Yeah. and, uh, really, really enjoy it. It's, it's awesome. A lot of opportunity, uh, great people. Um, you know, really, really nothing bad to say, honestly, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty much exactly what we were looking for. Been a, yeah. Been a good move. So have you gotten to hunt much in Idaho since you've gotten there? Or yeah. I mean, it, well, not as much as I'd like to with the launch of the new, the new business. I mean, last year it was, I mean, we launched in October and, uh, um, you know, I built, we, we, we ran the, we didn't hire a contractor. We, we brought subs in, but yeah, 
I was doing a lot of the work myself um, on the facility, trying to get it ready for inspection. And um, so, yeah, last year I didn't get out until um, I got out a little bit at the end of October um, for deer. And then we have a late archery season, uh, November. So I got that. That's nice because it's close to the house. Um, So you can, you know, hit a hunt in the morning and then go to work or whatever. So, yeah. uh, that was, uh, didn't kill a deer last year, but, uh, but it was fun. I missed elk season completely. We thought, uh, we thought we were going to get out and do more, but we just, yeah, with the launch of the new business, it wasn't, wasn't possible. So looking forward to this year, we should have some more time. So I'm looking on the, the website. I knew you had the bison, um, or excuse me, the, the bison stroganoff, but the banana book, not to bounce around too much and see a squirrel. I, <laughs> Banana pecan bread pudding. When is that coming out? Uh, that sounds like an epic pain in the ass to make into a freeze-dried meal, by the way. Yeah. You know, the hardest part with that one is how it comes out of the freeze dryers. It comes out like a freaking rock. Yeah. So we're just, we're playing around with different ideas, um, trying to get it more. I mean, once it rehydrates, rehydrates awesome. And it's really good. The calories are high. Uh, the flavor is great. Um, but it's just... Uh, breaking it up has been a little bit of a challenge. So we're playing around some different ideas with that. Uh, we do, we're hoping to release the, uh, the stroganoff here this summer. Um, that's one we've really been dialing in. We had a, we had a recipe initially and then, um, like with all of our recipes, once we've kind of gotten to scale, uh, on like more of a commercial level versus just, you know, making it home and one freeze dryer, we've had to tweak things and, um, so, but John's really done an awesome job with that one. That one is freaking, I think it's our best meal, honestly. So look out for that. Looking forward to releasing that this summer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then, um, I didn't look, did you bring one for me to test out? I did. Oh, good. Oh, wait, you said that you brought, you brought a couple. Um, I brought you six actually. Yeah, there we go. I'll be good. Cause stroganoff's one of my go-tos, you know, for, for most meals like that one. Um, and as good as obviously everything else has been, um, yeah, I'm excited about it. And I, I like, again, we were talking before, um, you know, for me, I, the food portion of it, tasting good is obviously important. And then, you know, the health aspect of it. But I think the, um, with the, the high caloric intake, um, a lo- like a lot of people when they, when they go on a, a backpacking trip, um, maybe don't put as much, not everyone, but like as much maybe thought into, I know a lot of guys that have ordered food and not tested it and got back there and it's tasted like shit. Right. Um, and so I think like when people generally, I'm like a 32 to 3,500 calorie a day guy total. And I'm still probably at a pretty good deficit, but mm-hmm. if I'm carrying it in, that's about the most I can handle. And when I start pushing like 10 to 12 to 14 days, it's getting, I've got a, large child in my backpack of, of food and I like to eat. And so the shorter trips, you can get away, um, more of a caloric deficit because you're, you're running on borrowed time, but you're only doing a couple of days. If you burn out, it's not a big deal. The, the longer trips where you're really kind of pushing, um, maybe the, the, your max potential or, or you, you can burn out, you can kind of bonk things like that. The, the, nutritional side comes into play a lot more. You said your business partner is kind of the mastermind. I'm 
like a chef or whatever, does he geek on now? The, like he geek out on this like Bender does on designing backpacks. Like, is this? Oh yeah, I mean we we both do. I mean we both have a passion for food. Um, but uh, you know he's been the one who's developed all the recipes, and he de- he definitely geeks out on. You know, the number one, the ingredients, you know, I mean, he's, he's got a huge garden. Uh, we both have gardens at our house, but he's, he's got an enormous one. So he's really into organic produce and, uh, you know, a lot of meals out there, I feel like, you know, it's got pasta, it's got meat, it's got sauce, but not a whole lot of vegetables. And if you want to stay regular, you know, that fiber is good for you. So, um, we try to try to incorporate that as much as we can. Yeah. And it's, it's big. And that's where, um, like when I was talking, like doing the, uh, the poor man meals where you get like whatever, like ramen and, and tuna, it, it does serve a purpose to feed you, but there's not, it's not really checking all the boxes very well. I mean, there's some carbs and protein in there. So that's why when I find a, uh, you know, meal, obviously while you're, you're on, when you find a really good meal that, um, especially when it's, you know, all natural or whatever, um, it's pretty hard for me to pass up. Um, you know, so far it looks like from anybody I've talked to, I'll, I've never, I've never heard any negative feedback at all. Um, has it been a f- pretty good response? I mean, obviously getting your name out there is always a pain in the ass, but. No, it's been good. I mean, you know, food's subjective, right? So everyone has different tastes and they like different things. And obviously we can't, uh, can't make something that everyone likes. Um, but we try to make something that tastes awesome. I mean, I, I Personally, I think they taste amazing, and overall, the feedback has been super, super positive on the uh, on the flavor side of things, which is which is awesome. Um, and obviously, there's you know there's other things too. I mean, we we try to say oh we, you know we try to make meals where you don't have to compromise. So um, we have the taste, uh, but we'll also we just we try to make with the best ingredients we can find, and uh, you know it's on the light side of things when you look at the calories per ounce. So yeah. And three, are you looking at doing, uh, any, do you do any kind of, or open to like outfitter programs? If there's going to be like large orders for, you know, um, hunting camps, outfitters, guides, things like that. Is that something you guys are going to dive into or have you or, or, uh, kind of what are your thoughts on that? Cause I have had a, a few of my buddies ask, Hey, do they have a, like whatever 10% outfit or discount or something. Yeah. Yeah. We have an outfit a discount. Um, so you can reach out to me. I can tell you about that. Um, uh, we do have a couple outfitters, um, that'll be running the meals this season, which is cool. Uh, we've sent meals to quite a few. Um, but you know, people are kind of, a lot of people are locked into what they've been doing for, for quite some time. So we're hopeful, uh, going forward, we'll have, you know, more uptake, um, for guys doing backpack hunts, whether that's, you know, Alaska or, you know, in the States, I know there's a lot of drop camps and stuff like that. I don't know how much freeze dry a lot of outfitters are running, but, um, in Canada, we're still trying to navigate the the border thing. So, yeah. um, for now, um, Alaska's, you know, we've got a couple of guys up there, um, that are run our meals. And, uh, so, but yeah, if you're interested in that, reach out to me for sure. Cool. And then what's, uh, what's your email or, or, for, or, or do it on social or what's the easiest way? Uh, yeah, I mean, you can reach out to me at Logan at Alpine ranch.net. Uh, if you need anything, if you got questions, uh, anything you need at all, yeah, please reach out. Yeah. I, I actually, um, being, um, you know, shorter, I'm not going to pack tortillas in on long trips, but I, I did for the, uh, the breakfast and made a breakfast burrito. Oh yeah. It was good. Yeah. It was really good. And, you know, again, like shorter trips, 
I'm not as worried as longer trips as far as like weight wise. It's not a big, as big of a deal, but, um, I didn't have like, um, I don't hardly ever put the exact amount. I kind of wing the water portion of what it says. I don't like whatever. I just kind of throw some water until it's kind of covered, uh-huh. um, which is probably not a good thing, but you, you had said something yesterday. I thought about the dehydration time, um, I didn't, I didn't notice yours take any longer. It's the same, right? As far as the dehydration time. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be the same pretty much. I mean, you know, obviously it varies as you know, if you're at at elevation, it can take a little longer. Um, but ours dehydrate. Yeah. And basically the same amount of time, unless you're running, uh, you know, we do have one, the, the bison feed with avocado rice, you can eat that cold. Um, it's, it's pretty dang good cold. Um, so I don't, if you're not familiar, but you can run it as a cold entree. So that if you add cold water to it, it does take a little longer to rehydrate. Um, I, I just, I actually, how I did it, um, I put it in the cold water and then put it in my pack. Right. And then when I hiked up to the glassing point, which whatever, I don't know, 20 minutes. I mean, I don't, I don't know if it would have taken less than that, but it's probably 20 minutes, maybe 25. And, it was fine. Does it usually take, I didn't, I don't pay attention to that shit. I'm not a great adult, right? I just kind of wing it. I'm like, oh, it's not done. I'll wait longer. So, but it was probably 20, maybe 25 minutes and it was fine. Does it, does that seem right? That seems the, about right. I yeah. mean, it can take longer I, on the plane. I've noticed it takes a little longer, Yeah. Um, but you know, you mix it up and if it's a little crunchy still, just give it a little more time. It'll, it'll get there. Yeah. And that, that's something too, that a lot of people, the cold entree thing, it's, it is super handy like because of the caloric intake so if you just and, and it tastes really good but like midday i don't pack a stove with me throughout the day right, right. the stove stays at camp when i get back i i eat um but having you know like i used to do those butthole sandwiches or whatever the uh-huh. uh, which is 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 fine but it's um it's only checking a couple boxes right you get some fats and and uh you know obviously i, I use like the gluten-free bagels or whatever but you get with peanut butter, some protein, some fats, and then honey's straight sugar, but not real great for regularity, uh, right? Sure. Where having that entree, it, it checks a lot more boxes on the health side. And again, I just throw the water in it when I'm hiking. And, and if it takes me an hour and a half to get there, it's definitely ready to go. And so I do it that way. Yeah. And I mean, there's guys out there who like to go stoveless. I'm not one of those guys. I like hot food. But yeah. um, if you do, I mean, I know guys are just... Uh, drinking shakes and eating bars. Um, if you don't want to bring a stove, you know, you can bring these, even if it's just for your dinner or whatever, um, to have like real food and real protein. Um, I can't do the, uh, I mean, I've done it, uh, especially longer trips. The risk to reward ratio is not great. Like to do, uh, I've never done the shake thing like that long, you know, fuck that. I, I can barely drink shakes here, even the good ones. Like, but I've uh, smelled a protein shaker before. I can't imagine what that thing smells like oh, after a week. Yeah. Lord. And it, well, and the other thing too, like, uh, there's a uh, green belly makes a, a meal that I actually, those aren't too, have you ever seen those? Yeah. That, I can't have it. Cause it's got, I think it's got oh, pea, pea protein in it. I want to say. Yeah. I think yeah. it does. Yeah. I yeah. forgot, but, uh, they are fucking expensive. Yeah. Um, they're in there, but they're not too bad. Right. Um, and this is where, you know, when I'm giving maybe not necessarily advice, but some different things to look at or whatever, um, you know, the cold entree in comparison to a bar, right? So if you had a green belly bar, um, nutritionally, I mean, they're both pretty good, right? But um, 
the regularity portion of the green belly is not going to be there in comparison to like an entree midday and caloric calorie wise. Um, you're not getting the calories per ounce you do in a green belly meal. And so what I do, uh, getting ready to packaging, I actually put them in those like industrial Ziploc bags. And so I'll transfer the, uh, especially the midday entree meals over to, um, a Ziploc, um, I don't know. You probably don't suggest that, but like for me, it's super handy and it's smaller. And then I just put it in my lid or like my medium belt pouch in the back. So Uh it stays vertical. I'll just drop it in that and it kind of mixes when I'm walking. So it, that one for me is a big one. And then I get a little bit better tasting, healthier meal, um, midday without having to, you know, whatever, turn on a stove. Um, and I mean, packing veggies in the, you're just not eating very well when you're, when you're back there, like I crave oranges and, and fruit and salad and shit. I don't crave cheeseburgers when I'm, you know, when I'm on a long hunt. Uh-huh. Um, I found like a lot of guys that do the extended trips are the same way. They, they might crave pizza, but like the biggest thing for me is like an apple or an orange or oddly enough, asparagus and, and like broccoli and shit. I, that's what I really miss. So having that's nice. Yeah. It's probably your body telling you something, you know? Oh yeah, it's telling me I'm not going to shit right for a month. Is what it's telling <laughs> me. Um, but, so with uh, like you have the new uh, like the the new meals coming out date wise. I don't know if you'd mention that. When are you thinking those? Will we be? don't have an exact date, yeah. uh, but it's probably going to be a couple months. Yeah, by hunting season, you think? Uh, for sure. Yeah, no, yeah. that'll be good. And then I'm assuming, like as you grow and the word gets out or whatever. Um, the mad scientist will go to work and then potentially add meals. Like, is there an, yes. ang- is there a direction you're wanting to try to hit or is it kind of everything's open and just figure it out? Yeah. I mean, you know, we've got, um, I mean, we've, we've got a lot of, I mean, I guess you could call them prototypes, um, probably something Asian, um, whether that's Korean or Chinese or something. Thai um, food or Thai whatever. food. Yeah. We got a bunch of stuff. We've been playing around with that. Um, Definitely some more breakfast, probably some more, some breakfast on the, uh, the simpler side, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, oatmeal based or something similar to that. Um, it'll, it'll still be freeze dried, but, um, we may go for, uh, some guys say, oh, I don't want a heavy breakfast. So maybe something a little lighter. I mean, we've been trying to stay in that 170, 180 calories per ounce. And if you do that with oatmeal, that's, you know, that's hard to do, but if we, uh, Kind of break from that a little bit. Um, that's I, probably something else. We'll I I did the dehydrated with. peanut butter thing. I've tried to dehydrate peanut butter; it doesn't work, by the way. Um, but right. they have that protein peanut butter powder. Uh huh. Um, not the same as uh, throwing a scoop of you know peanut butter into your oatmeal. But so I've you know I've <laughs> messed with just about everything when it comes to like trying to redneck meals together. Um, I can't just eating oatmeal for me is is like eating cardboard. I just can't. I got to have some shit in there. So it won't be plain oatmeal. I can tell you that. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. Like if you the um, trying to make oatmeal. So I've done craisins and oatmeal and then the powdered peanut butter. I've done protein uh, powder in my peanut butter. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you can do it, but I uh, I've the ingredient. Um, Anybody that's been in the weightlifting uh, world or or uh, fitness, the protein that you put in your uh, body specifically, uh, you know, you will fart so fucking bad. It will make a tear come to a glass eye. And it's amazing because you can go to Walmart and you'll be like, oh, this protein's 18 bucks. 
Well, it has a lot of filler in it. And I don't want to go down the deep wormhole dive of protein powder, but it's no different than meals or anything else. You can fake your, uh, like you can, you can bump up your uh, protein count, but it's basically a worthless protein or a fake right. protein. That like literally is the kind of fart that will clear a room out when you start taking in cheap protein. And I've, I've tried some different backpacking meals, um, breakfast that, that, I not good, like not not good at all. And how much are you guys screwing around with that? Like, have you do you test some of the other meals that people make? We have, I mean, we ate them before, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, that's kind of how all this started. We were going on a hunt in the Frank, the Frank Church um, in Idaho, and uh, we uh, we were trying to find meals that were high calorie that that tasted good, that had clean ingredients. Well, you can find, you know two out of the three potentially. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the protein was, was real important to us. So we were running another company's meals that were really good, high in protein, um, but just didn't feel great the next day personally. And the, the ingredients weren't super clean. You know, we both eat really clean. We both try to really watch what we're putting in our body. Um, and then we were going on hunts and eating a bunch of crap. We were like, that's, this isn't really working out. So that's when we got the freeze dryer and started doing it ourselves. Yeah. How many freeze dryers do you have now? We have 30. You know, we've got 30 large Good Lord. machines. Um, so we can do a decent amount of volume with that. Um, we were building the facility, so we thought, well, you know, we think this could be pretty big. Uh, we'll see where it goes. But um, we don't want to be scrambling after, you know, two or three months trying to build another facility and going through that whole process again. So we tried to uh, build something we can grow into. Gotcha. The uh, and then you have um, it's Alpine Dot Ranch. You've got a Instagram page. Are you forced to run that or? Who, who uh, yeah, yeah, I'm the one you'll interact with on there. Um, John makes some reels and stuff like that, but uh, yeah, that's 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 me primarily. Gotcha. Um, how much do you enjoy that? You told uh, me. I think you said you hate social media. <laughs> You're not very good at it. I'm not the best. If you look at my personal Instagram, I don't know. I. Uh, I, I do a lot of interacting on social media. I like I really like that side of it. Yeah. Um, I've met a lot of cool people on there over the years. Um on Instagram, you know, just chatting or whatever. Um, but I'm not the best at uh pimping out what I do on a daily basis. So um definitely that's uh that's a work in progress for sure. Yeah, it uh it uh, I did not ever imagine I would be um wired in at the level. Um I mean well you obviously met my wife, we hung out, she uh I didn't have a phone, uh, or maybe I did in 08. I had, no, I had a phone. I didn't have a computer, um, no email or anything like that. And, and, uh, you know, fast forward, she and I got back together several years later and, um, you know, she didn't really know how many people knew me maybe, or what, you know, not sound like an arrogant douche or whatever, but didn't know what I was fairly known. Right. And then I'm on my phone constantly, and, you know, of course, women relationships, it's like, oh, is he talking to girls or whatever? <laughs> and then um, I'm showing her my messages that are coming in, you know, and shit. Right. I'm like, I'm like, look, I, I'll take hours off the phone at a time. I just need to know what's going to mean. I, I have to catch up. So don't, I don't, you know, she's super cool about it now. Um, well, you used to give your personal cell phone number out too, remember? On, I still, on podcast. <laughs> I, yeah, I still do more than I probably should. When I changed my, when I changed my number, um, when we moved, right. um, you know, I, I sent it to some people, but I didn't really, I was reading threads about, uh, I was too 
good for people because I wasn't answering my phone, um, which was unique, right? Because I, you know, personal number and, and, um, you know, talked to pretty much, I help anybody out. I, I could. And then there was this, Aaron's too good for me now, whatever. When in reality, I just had got a Wyoming phone number and I, you know, I don't save everyone's number. So it's not like I could blanket, you know, 10,000 people with my new number. So I just kind of winged it, sent it to a few people. So I was, was kind of surprised on some of the backlash from that, that, um, it wasn't that I moved to Wyoming. No, I guess nobody thought I would have changed my number. Um, and that, uh, that was it compared to, I just didn't want to talk to anybody anymore. Cause right. you know, obviously if customer service gives my number out and everything too, but yeah, it was, uh, my wife at one time I had 2,340 unanswered <laughs> text messages and I didn't know, no, it was my buddy Max. Um, I had screenshot something on my phone and then it shows like this little blue circle on an iPhone. I did not know what that meant. And it was 2,300 and whatever. And he texted me back. He's like, dude, you have 2,300 unanswered texts. And I'm like, what are you <laughs> talking about? And he drew like a red arrow. And I was like, yeah, dude, I get a lot of, uh, text messages, but it's, I mean, it's good, good to, to help people. And like, we're talking about the, the nutritional side, you know, you don't really realize when you've done something so long, how daunting of a task a backpack hunt could be, right? right. Like, you know, when people, whether, whether it's nutrition and food or clothing or whatever, um, you know, trying to help people do that. And, uh, have you done, you know, bouncing around here, have you done much like long, like crazy long extended backpacking trips or is that something you going to dive into now that you're out here? Uh, no. Yeah. So we did, um, what we do nine days in the Frank church and that was, uh, yeah, that'll chew you up and spit you out those mountains up there. Yeah. Um, that is a rough area. So, um, yeah, we had to go like seven miles round trip just for water. That's horrible. So, was, uh, <laughs> you know, we get, you know, 20, 24, 26 liters, but it only lasts a day and a half, two days, you know? So, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that's, uh, that's the longest trip I've gone on. Um, you know, growing up even, I mean, I went my first backpacking trip when I was six years old, uh, with my dad, yeah. I think he ended up carrying my pack. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know? but, uh, yeah. it was, uh, you know, typically in the, five to seven day range, you know, not usually the extended 10 day. I mean, 10 days, if you're carrying a pound and a half to two pounds of food, you know, you got 15, 20 pounds of food on yeah. top of all the other gear you're carrying. And I'm minimum of two pounds a day yeah. um, generally. And when I say that, I, you know, I'm including like if I have coffee, if I have, you know, I, I bring probiotics and krill oil, I take whatever. It's like, it's everything. Um, but yeah, it, uh, you don't, you don't really realize what 65 pounds feels, uh, on your, especially when you, you know, chime like altitude is another one, right? Like trying to, you know, you, you can't, uh, tough your way out of, uh, no oxygen. And so when, um, you know, I read, you know, listen to forums and read forums and I, I, you know, I'll, I'll I'm not as much now, but I'll definitely think, man, I thought, I remember when I thought exactly what that guy's thinking and wow, was I wrong, you know, learning from, from your own mistakes. Cause going in with like 75 pounds of shit is rough. And if you're going in and you out of the gate have 20 pounds of food, right. um, you know, your gear for that many days is, is going to be, you know, even on the light side, you're at 55, 60 pounds and then you have optics and, and I have camera gear. So, right. uh, weight caloric intake um is a big thing because f when you're on that caloric deficit 
you're you're going to bonk eventually, you know, no matter how mentally tough you are, you're not going to be at peak performance. And I've really started to realize it more as I've gotten a little bit older. Um, you know, you can go a couple of days without eating and, and really be fine. But that third day is going to kill you, right? You're not going to be functioning correctly. You can only go two days without water. What, what I really is surprising to me is inflammation. That's another one that's huge. You're already beating up your body and uh, joint inflammation and everything else. That's one that I've noticed in age more is how I feel the next day has a lot to do with what I ate the day before. Right. Um, and I don't think people realize that, especially like soda, like shit that I have to do with backpacking, um, any processed carb, and uh, it's not not good. Um, and you, you have kind of a strange diet yourself because like you're allergic to like you you you're lactose intolerant correct i'm lactose intolerant but i'm also i can't do any legumes so i can't do i can't do soy or beans or peanuts or peas or yeah anything like that so i kind of i eat clean as it is so i need to make something that i was able to eat too so we'll never have uh there will probably never be there'll never be any soy in our meals uh if we have something like that it'll be coconut aminos Mm -hmm. and there'll never be any uh legumes in general. So if you like chili with beans, uh, means you're not from Texas and also, uh, <laughs> yeah, probably look elsewhere for that, I guess. I think though, um, it is, and I'm not a nutritionist. It is not a horrible thing. Not all lagoons are, are, are bad, I guess, or whatever. But if you, if you had the choice, it isn't coconut better anyway. Uh, yeah, I think, I mean, from what I've been told what I've read. I know. I mean, I try to, I think most people should try to avoid soy as much as they can. It's hard to do with our American diet. If you start reading labels, soy is just about everything, which is kind of crazy. Um, so definitely something you probably want to avoid. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, it, uh, it, it's, we were talking about this last night, like I blame pretty much everything on diet initially. So, if a guy has joint problems, I generally blame diet out of the gate or inflammation problems or whatever. If somebody has stomach issues, diet, somebody's not sleeping, diet. Like, so the first thing I look at, and I did a podcast with um, uh, Dr. Andy Galpin and, and, and other nutritionists I know, the stories they have of people they've helped from diet, even neurological uh, issues is is pretty crazy. And then you, and again, we're an unhealthy, I mean, we're fat, right? There's no way around it. And like for me, if I get one of those stupid Larry and Tony or whatever the hell, like protein peanut butter cookie things, I'm like feeling guilty. And then I'll watch and a dude has like a liter of Mountain Dew and two donuts and whatever. And I'm like, and I used to eat that way, right. but I remember how bad I, f- I felt when I ate that way. Um, and it's 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 funny how much the joint thing has to do with with diet because if I go to a hunting camp because we eat super clean at the, and my wife as you know it pray now is a food Nazi right all organic we don't do eat there's nothing unhealthy in the house and when I say nothing unhealthy you, you, there is nothing unhealthy in that house like you have to like I have to search to eat bad shit like she makes our own almond butter whatever so when I go to a hunting camp. Dude, by like day five, my fucking knees hurt. My hands are swollen. When I say swollen, a lot of, you know, higher sodium intake than I'm used to. And my stomach is a big one. You feel bloated. And I just, knowing how I feel now compared to before, 
not, you know, I'm not going to go back to that. You're with what you can't, you're already eating really healthy out of the gate. Right. Um, how much on that, how, what age did you figure out you had some issues? I was in my early twenties. I was just, uh, I don't know, you know, I was working at a gym and so I was always drinking protein shakes and eating peanut butter sandwiches. And I thought that's just why I've got these, uh, that's why I'm ever, I'm blowing everyone out of the room, you know, so to speak. Uh, yeah. And, uh, and then one time I went for sushi with my buddy and I was just like, I was, I was destroyed. And I was like, that's, that was not normal. So I was, <laughs> I was like, I wonder if it was the soy sauce. And so I went back and didn't eat any soy sauce and just ate the sushi. Yeah. And I was completely fine. I was like, Oh, no way. Like yeah. it's, it's the soy. And so that kind of, I was already, I'd already realized I was lactose intolerant at that point. But yeah, then it's just started process of elimination. Oh man, it's peanut butter too. And I started realizing, okay, it's the legumes. And I don't know what it is about the legumes. I don't know why. I know they have a lot of lectins. Yeah. And I think that's probably part of it. Um, but my body just, uh, yeah, doesn't like it. So yeah, I'm forced to eat healthier. Yeah. No, it's not a, not a, not a horrible thing. Um, so, I mean, with that, obviously your, your, your business partner and, and kind of the chef behind it, as, as you were saying, is he, um, I'm guessing, I'm assuming he's very cognizant of all of that as he's concocting up meals. Yeah, he's great. I yeah. mean, even, <laughs> even before, you know, cause I'd be like, yeah, I'd go to his house or whatever. Um, we'd be on a hunting trip and he was always really good about looking out for what I could eat. Yeah. This is just, you know. I mean, I, I probably wouldn't even myself be as, as cognizant as he's been. So he's been really good with that. Um, so he knows what I can have, what I can't have. And fortunately, those are, you know, it's, it's not a bad thing when it comes to our meals. It just makes them cleaner, um, just makes the ingredients better. So Yeah, no, no, for sure. Well, cool. Well, man, we're, we're getting close to an hour here. Is there anything you want to add or, or, um, and then definitely obviously throw out again, the, the website and everything. Yeah, no, I think we talked about everything, you know, um, I, I didn't really get into where we're sourcing our ingredients and that sort of thing. Um, but you know, we're trying to source everything organic. We got a really good, um, supplier for produce out of, out of Oregon that's bringing everything in from out of state. Not a lot of organic produce in Idaho, but um, pretty much everything's organic except our proteins because um, it's hard to find organic bison. But yeah. we've got a rancher that raises raises the bison the right way. Um, so it's a real clean bison, grass-fed. Um, so, yeah, and if you're looking to get a hold of us, obviously uh, Instagram, alpine.ranch, and our website is alpineranch.net. Um, so feel free to reach out. Um, I think that's about it. Yeah, no, I can't, uh, I can't recommend it enough. Um, again, uh, the, the taste was the initial big one and then the caloric intake. So I, I like them all. The jambalaya actually, I don't like normally. And yours was actually pretty damn good. My wife, she, she liked it. She was trying to, she's funny. Cause she's like Guinea pig too. Cause she's, she's a food kind of, you know, she's a chef or whatever. So like she, she was very excited, but the, definitely the breakfast, um, the avocado bison, I, whatever I fajita, is that the actual name of bison avocado fajita? What do you call it? Uh, it's the bison fajita with avocado rice. Yeah. Yeah. That one's, I mean, they're all really good, but for, for me, the bison, um, bolognese before yep. I screw that up. You and then, it. uh, yeah, the fajita and, uh, the, the breakfast were my, my top three, but I, I, yeah, I can't suggest it enough. Have people give them a whirl, especially, um, again, on the caloric intake taste and, and, uh, you, you, 
when you read the ingredients, it's not 700 different things. It's pretty cut and dry, which is always a good sign when you're trying to eat healthy. So, right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I appreciate that. Um, glad you enjoyed them. Hopefully, uh, everyone will give us a shot and, uh, let us know what you think. For sure. Well, thanks for coming on, man. Let's, uh, we'll go back and visit everybody else. I think they're back from taking photos. Now you can meet everybody else. So thank you for driving out though. Yeah, cool. Sounds good. Appreciate it. Yep.